What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Stu Blackwell, and I'm excited to bring you the latest episode of the Warrior Legacy Podcast. Subscriptions and hits across all the major platforms are up, so I want to thank you guys for that. And today's episode is going to convey just how much it means to me. Now, before we get after it, let's roll the ad so that we can move forward. So I got a story for you guys. It's a good one. Um, Last Wednesday, I'm on a call with the Agogi, the training and mentorship group that I've been in for about half a year at this point or so. And it's, it's done wonders for me and my family um, by you know providing direction and helping me establish and complete goals and align with my vision and my core values. Now, this isn't a recruiting pitch, I promise, but I do have to recount an interesting experience that has landed me in rather unfamiliar territory. So we're on the call, uh, me and a few other members, and, you know, someone asked me what I do for work. So, you know, I tell them, hey, man, I've got a dream gig. It's great. I'm only gone for like three days a week, and I'm at all these different college campuses. It's not stressful. It pays the bills. It affords me time to perfect the book and, and do the podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm there for the family for all the big events. It's just great. And, uh, and I realized after that conversation, just how good I have it. You know, I, I had found a way to provide for my family with the help of my wife, of course, and also be present and to create the things that I'm passionate about. Now, how often do men get to say that in today's society? You know, think about your situation. You know, does it enable you to have that level of autonomy and still work on the things that you want? You know, most jobs don't. And in keeping with the message of last week's episode, which I highly recommend that you go back and watch, this is not a chest pound or me looking down on anyone. Trust me, I know that a lot of you are out there are going through some real hard, difficult times right now. And from the title of this episode, you can probably figure out that life is about to draw back and slap me in the face with an ice-cold wake-up call. And here it is. So we finished the call and everyone's like, oh man, Stu, that's awesome. You get lined up perfect, bro. And so Thursday rolls around at 1100, not even a full day removed from that call where I was basking in how smooth my life was going. And I get an invite for a team conference call. Now, reminder, I travel to different schools all over the country, so I'm at one of those as all this is happening. And, you know, that morning, a few coworkers and I are are speculating what the call is going to be about. And and generally, we think it's, you know, one of those 50,000-foot views of where the company is headed for the summer season and, you know, all that kind of jazz. And we were right, by the way. Um... So that actually brings us to the call a few hours later, which consisted of about eight of us or so, the entire field team division, quote unquote, being laid off in a matter, in a matter of about 90 seconds. <laughs> and I can't help but laugh now because, I mean, we were right. The company was mapping out where they were going. And wherever that is, it's not with any of us on board. <laughs> So, so I'm sitting there after the call in the university bookstore 
And the realization starts to set in that I'm out of a job. And you know, in, in that moment, the main question running through my mind wasn't anything to do with how to make money. It was, how am I going to tell my wife about this? That's when the anxiety started to build and it just snowballed from there. I had all these things running through my mind. Is, is, is finding a new job going to take me away from my family? Do I have to go back to 65 hours a week and misery to make ends meet? Am I going to be able to do the podcast and, and publish my book? And on and on and on it went. It, it was like life dropped that metaphorical grenade right in my lap. And the progress that I've made as a man and everything that I had planned for the future got painted all over the full-length glass of that bookstore in a bloody, uncertain mess. And as the smoke cleared, that's what I was concerned about. Being with my family and achieving my goals, pursuing my dreams. Because finding work isn't the issue. There's more work out there than anyone can shake a stick at. My concern was protecting the most valuable aspects of our lives. And money was at the bottom of the priorities list. And I thought, huh, well, that's kind of funny. Could it be that through this process of personal development, still ongoing, of course, that I've unintentionally rewired my brain to view money as only a means to living for purpose. That's interesting. Well, one thing was certain. I wasn't about to sit on my ass and feel sorry for myself because that's a death sentence. The fact is, I put us in this situation because I was partially dependent on that company's W-2 for my family's financial security. So who's really to blame here? I mean, we all know we can lose our jobs at any time, but we never think that it will happen to us. Until it does. I rolled the dice just like every other cat in, corpor in corporate America, and last Thursday, it bit me right in the ass. Now, the question came to mind over the next few days. How awesome would it be if I never had to worry about this ever again? What would life look like if our finances were based solely on what my wife and I wanted? But what does that actually look like? You know, if you remember last week, I talked about having a warrior mindset and, and moving forward with life and, and accepting its challenges with an aggressive mentality. Great episode. I really hope you guys go back and give it a listen if you're just joining us this week. But I went back to my heroes and how they handled adversity. Immediately, I was drawn to two of my favorite warriors, men that put their minds and their hands to task towards a clear vision of what they wanted and pursued it relentlessly. I thought of Alexander the Great and how you know, after toppling the Persian king, he struck out east and was confronted by the infamous tribes of Afghanistan, ancestors of the men that I fought against in the same land. 
And as he traversed the graveyard of empires, he realized almost immediately that he had to adapt to a new way of war if he was going to realize his dreams. So he split his army into mobile, agile corps and waged war on multiple fronts while employing diplomacy to achieve victory. He adapted. He adjusted. He reinvented himself and his army, and despite the common perception, he won in Afghanistan. Now, I flashed forward then to my favorite warrior of all, Hannibal Barca, and I remembered that despite achieving successes that, that even Alexander had not, he still lost his war with Rome. And as his home country capitulated under the weight of Roman influence, Hannibal recognized the same thing that Alexander had before him, that he had to adapt to a new reality if he was going to carry on. So Hannibal struck out and marketed his personal brand to any enemy of Rome. He made a life for decades afterwards, moving from country to country as a wartime advisor. He stayed true to the oath of his eternal hatred that he pledged to his enemy all the way back at age nine. But he reinvented himself into the man that was needed in order to see it through. These men adapted. I got a call from a good friend of mine. David Snipes, another wonderful savage that I learned a lot from during our time in the infantry together. And, and he congratulated me on last week's episode. And, you know, we caught up for a bit and I told him what had happened. And he was like, man, just lean into what's going on. And it hit me that most people don't broadcast something like this. Why? Why do we view losing a job as a blow to our masculinity? It doesn't make any sense. You know, the job doesn't define me as a man. It doesn't dictate my core values or establish my worth. My worth is based on the impact that I have on my family and my community and how I contribute to my close circle of friends. Now, call me crazy, but I'm starting to see this experience as the next pivotal moment in my life. It is a gift, a rare gift that life gives only a few times during our fragile tenures on this earth. And that gift is opportunity. I'm at my next fork in the road moment of this phase in my life. And on one side, I can take what life offers by accepting a job that pays the bills and provides a small measure of comfort and stability. Or, or I can recognize that this is a lesson in the importance of having a tribe, a close group of people that I can count on to provide the wisdom and guidance I need to take the other path, the harder path, the path that will shape me and develop me into a better version of myself, the one that has the ultimate prize of true freedom, and independence at the end. So it's time to move forward, everyone. It's time to break free and channel critical thought and creativity to take this new version of who I am 
and put it to the test, the true test, to be marred by dust and grime and attack the next adventure in life with a full heart and every fiber of my being. No half measures, no fake commitments. I'm going all in again. And you know, the beauty of starting at square one is that I get to choose where this path leads. So what tools do I have to move forward with my passion? How am I going to carve this new road into the side of the mountain? Well, I have passion and a grand tale to tell. A message of inspiration to impart on the world. I can speak and I can write. And I have this platform. These are the tools that I will use to ascend to the next peak, which brings me to the most important ingredient of all. You. I have all of you to help spread the word, to send the message to every corner of the globe and help everyone that hears it gain the knowledge that this event has taught me. That we are limited only by ourselves. So I'm asking you to put the word out to people and organizations, organizations that you know or that you're involved with. If you need a public speaker, if you want someone to impart a message of overcoming adversity and adopting the warrior mindset and adapting to a changing situation, send them my way. Hit me up on the socials. Help me map out the way forward to touch someone's life. And let's see what kind of impact we can have together. I am beyond blessed to have such a remarkable opportunity. Frightening and even terrifying as it is. But I look to the future for the first time in my life at 35 years old with the brightest optimism and determination that I have ever possessed. So with that said, it's time to get to work. And it's time to truly become the master of my life to get savage and stay savage.